Hello and welcome to Parsha Pulse, episode 13. This week's Torah portion is Shamos, and it starts off with the Jewish people living in Egypt and multiplying. In the first recorded instance of anti-Semitism, the Egyptians start feeling threatened by the uh, demographic growth of the Jewish people, and they claim that they aren't truly loyal to Egypt, and it's not safe to have them in their country growing like that. They basically have dual loyalty. Uh, sounds pretty familiar, unfortunately. Pharaoh begins a gradual process of enslaving them, which culminates with a command that all Jewish male babies be killed at birth. The Torah tells us of how a child is born to a woman named Yocheved, and how in order that he not be killed, the child is placed in a basket on the river while his sister Miriam stands watching from afar. Pharaoh's daughter discovers the boy and he raises him as her, and she raises him, sorry, as her son and names him Moses or Moshe. As a young man, Moses leaves the palace and discovers the hardships of the Jewish people. He then witnesses an Egyptian severely beating a Jew and to save the Jew, he actually kills the Egyptian. The next day, he ironically sees two Jews fighting, and when he tells them off, they threaten to inform the authorities about what he had done the previous day to the Egyptian. As a result, Moses is forced to flee to Midian. There, he marries Yisro's daughter, Tzipporah, and becomes a shepherd of his father-in-law's sheep. By the way, all, all great Jewish leaders start their career as shepherds, and so did Moses. God appears to Moses in a burning bush at the foot of Mount Sinai as he was uh, shepherding the sheep in that area, and he instructs him to go to Pharaoh and demand, let my people go so they may serve me. Due to uh, Moses' speech impediment, his brother Aaron is appointed as uh, his spokesman. In Egypt, Moses and Aaron assemble the elders of Israel to tell them that the time of their redemption has come. The people believe them, but Pharaoh refuses to let them go and even intensifies the suffering of Israel. Moses turns to God in protest, and God promises that the redemption is close at hand. That is the summary of this week's Parsha, and now for an insight. When Moses approached the burning bush, God told him that he should remove the shoes on his feet because he had now arrived at a holy place. And Moses must have been thinking like, no, 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 I promise my shoes aren't smelly, like I'm fine, I showered. Like what has one have to do with the other? So what if it's a holy place? Why can't I just keep my shoes on? We find similarly in other places where in Judaism we're told to remove our shoes. One striking instance is on the day of Yom Kippur where people are not supposed to wear leather shoes. They're only supposed to go around in slippers or shoes made out of very specific um, material. Another place is... In the temple, when people would walk into the temple, they were told to remove their shoes before they walked in in a similar fashion. Um, so too, um, hard to connect these two concepts, but also someone who is in mourning, someone who a loved one passed away, as they're sitting shiva, they're told to remove their shoes. They're not supposed to walk around in shoes. So how can we combine all those concepts together? What has one have to do with the other? And why did God tell Moses to remove his shoes? The Nefesh HaChaim, which is a great book written by a great rabbi by the name of Rabbi Chaim Velazhen, explains that when people are, try to interact with the world around them, they need a shoe. Uh, a shoe that'll make sure that their feet won't get scratched and, and bruised by the world. And this is reminiscent of how the soul needs a body to interact with the world around it. The soul is extremely spiritual and it can't really interact with the physical world. It can't um, do uh, mitzvot in this world because it's totally spiritual. So in order to be able to interact with this world, it needs the body, which is kind of like the shoe that encloses the most 
the lowest part of the soul, and through that shoe, the um, soul interacts with the world. So when someone's loved one passes away, they're told to remove their shoes because it's a reminder that really you think they're totally gone, but really it was just the shoe that they used to interact with the world that's gone, but the soul is still there. Similarly, when someone goes to a holy place like the temple or on a holy day like Yom Kippur, they're told to remove their shoes because that's a day that we're supposed to interact with totally, or a place, totally on a spiritual level without any physicality. So we remove the shoe, just like it's like saying like, okay, now we're not interacting with our body, we're interacting just with our soul. And that is what God God told Moses as he got to Mount Sinai where the burning bush was. He said, this is a holy place. Interact with it only holy. Don't try to understand it with your body. Remove your shoes. On that note, I'd like to wish everyone a great Shabbos and looking forward to next week.